Well, the truce is over. The fighting between Israel and Hamas is back, and so is the nightmare for innocent civilians. Israel says that it's using QR codes now and interactive maps to tell Gazans where to go. Remember, cell service and electricity are sparse there. National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby was asked on Friday about the number of civilians who have already died since bombing resumed in Gaza, and he would not say if the Biden administration has seen more deliberate targeting from Israel. Secretary of State Antony Blinken had said that he wanted to see Israeli plans to protect civilians before fighting resumed. This is his latest comment. I have seen the, that information start to get out. I saw the plans that Israel has in a multiplicity of ways uh, to do everything possible to protect civilians, including uh, making sure that they have the information they need and uh, that there are ways to accommodate them. Um, and this is going to be very important going forward, and it's something we're going to be uh, looking at very closely. All right, now the U.S. is watching, but is there anything more that the U.S. could be doing? One option is adding conditions to any aid in that the U.S. provides to Israel. Some Democratic senators support it. House Republicans do not. Now, plenty of House Democrats oppose it, too, including Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz of Florida. She is on the House Appropriations Committee, and she joins me now. It's been a while since we have uh, talked, so it's good to have you on the show, Very Congresswoman. Congratulations on thank, your new show. I'm thank so you very much. To join you. Thank you. So let's start with why you oppose uh, putting some conditions on the multi-billion dollar package that uh, Israel will, will most certainly get. Well, Victor, I think it's important that we understand here that we are, this is, this is not a situation where we don't have the ability to communicate with Israel. They are a close ally among our closest. Our intelligence and military uh, leadership are sitting together with Israel side by side every day. Uh, that communication is ongoing at the highest levels, all the way up to President Biden. And we are working with them to make sure, as they are already prioritizing and minimizing civilian casualties, it's Hamas that is putting civilians in harm's way, uh, embedding themselves and their headquarters underneath hospitals and UN facilities. And I mean, that's where the accountability should lie and making sure that Israel can bring their hostages home and Hamas release them and make sure that they can eradicate the terrorist threat is what the priority is. Conditioning aid is not something you do in an emergency situation with an ally. So you are right that the the civilians in Gaza would not be in this position. The estimated more than 14,000 who have been killed since October 7th um, would not be dead if not for the October 7th attack. But if the point that you're making is that uh, the U.S. has been sitting side by side with Israel uh, since the start of this, well, since October 7th, I understand that. But since the start of this, there have been those 14,000 plus killed. There have been, according to UNICEF, 5,300 children killed. So if it did not influence their decision of targeting before the truce, why are you confident that there will be anything different now as they move into the South? Victor, Israel, first of all, Israel is held to a much, much higher standard when, when at war than any other country on earth. And they have specifically, uh, near, nearly exclusively in, in a wartime, made sure to notify and communicate in, in advance with civilians 
particularly in this very urbanized environment, um, that they should get out of harm's way. Hamas, the terrorist organization that puts them in harm's way, prevents them from getting to safety. And this is a very dense urbanized area in which Hamas has not actually spent the funds that they have to protect their civilians. They have said publicly in interviews that they spend their money on their tunnel system so they can protect themselves. Yeah. So Hamas is to blame for the harm that is coming to their civilians. But go where? When you say that the IDF is warning uh, the civilians to get out of the way, and I should say that the leaflets have been dropped um, over um, the cities in, in southern Gaza that they are fo focusing on now, but they're using Q QR codes. We have reported that how unreliable cell phone services, the electricity, the internet as well. So I don't know what a QR code does to anybody who doesn't have cell phone service and doesn't have access to the internet. But if the IDF has told them to move south, where are they supposed to go now? What should happen here is that Hamas should release the hostages. They should cease their attacks, a ceasefire that they yet again broke you know, ju just yesterday, uh, even before it was determined mm -hmm. that the truce was not going to continue. This is on Hamas. That's where this conflict was started. Mm -hmm. They have killed 1,400 civilians in a, an unprecedented attack in Israel. They took 240 women, children, and elderly people hostage, most of whom they are still holding on to. Where are the? I mean, Victor, I wish you were asking me questions about how Hamas is being held to account. That is where the, Gaza needs to be freed from Hamas. And we already have the ability, thanks to President Biden, we are already communicating. We've gotten dozens and dozens, actually hundreds of aid trucks into Israel, I mean, into Gaza. And Hamas skims off the top to make sure that they can refortify the, and those, be able to be strong. Those trucks are getting to, in. To, those trucks are getting in after a nearly month-long blockade on food and fuel and water and the fuel obviously challenging the, the desalination plant. But let me ask you about, you say that this is on Hamas. Yes. Humanitarian aid for themselves. I understand that. But here's the question. You say this is on Hamas. I understand that the, the uh, Israeli government has said that ending Hamas is the goal. Um, I think most states across the, the world, most countries can understand that after what happened on October 7th, that is, is the goal. But if the goal is to go after Hamas and there are innocent civilians between them, what pressure do you think, if at all, is required or is appropriate on, on uh, Israel to prevent the numbers that we saw in the first 45 days of this war? We are, with, with Israel, effectively communicating that it is essential that they minimize civilian casualties. The Palestinian civilians that have been killed as a result of Hamas's brutality uh, is it, it devastating. And if, we they already don't, have the ability if they don't, then well, what? If there's no consequence and Congress is not going to put any conditions on the aid, and this is not advocacy, I'm just saying, what then is the consequence for Israel? What do you mean by if they don't? I mean, we're already in a situation where worldwide, including the UN, uh, UN women and others have not even condemned Hamas for their attacks, and they haven't condemned them for the brutal sexual violence. I mean, Israel is under a situation where it's me too, unless you're a Jew, and the, the higher standard that Israel is held to in wartime, when they have suffered an incredibly brutal attack 
is wildly inappropriate in an emergency, and this disproportionate accountability that, is, that Israel is being held to when Hamas completely controls the ability to cease the, cease the war by releasing the hostages and ending their commitment to eradicating Israel and killing Jews. All right, Congresswoman it's, Debbie Wasserman In their court. Congresswoman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, thank you so much for being with me. Good to see you again. Thank you.